Oh, thank you, Patty, for having me. My name is Stacy Fritz, and I am living in Baltimore, outside of Baltimore, actually. We live in the suburbs, place Towson, Timonium area. And I live here with my husband, David, and my three sons, although they are a little scattered. So I would self-define first that I am um, first and foremost a mom and a wife and, and very deeply into my faith before I even kick off anything to do with my career. But then the second part of that is, is I would have to say for the past 30 years, I have been involved in health and well-being at some capacity or another. I was an athlete as a child and competed in gymnastics and always very active and then kind of morphed into competitive runner and a yogi. I, I have um, a huge again. passion for well-being and always have. I am one of two children to my parents and I grew up really actually in South Florida until we moved to Maryland when I was in high school and I went on to go to college at the University of Delaware, got my master's degree from Gallaudet, which was my first career, Gallaudet, for, for those of your listeners who don't know, is an actually an all deaf school. You do not have to be hearing challenged at all if you are in the graduate program, but undergraduate, the requirement is that you have some sort of hearing challenge. Yeah, I graduated and I became a teacher. I was actually a teacher for young children. I worked for Baltimore County Infants and Toddlers for quite a long time until I had children. Birth through three were my clients and their families. And it was really working with them via sign language, teaching them how to communicate better. So sort of ironic, the communication piece to my latter career. Um, when I went on to have children, I took some time off from teaching um, and always kept my, my foot in the door with fitness and well-being. I went on to, to, to personal train and to teach classes and whatnot while my kids were in their early years so I could stay home with them, which was super important to my husband and myself. But after they got to the first grade, then it was like, oh, what's Stacy going to do next? So I have this big background in teaching and I went on to get um, certified in nutrition and movement. I'm a corrective exercise specialist. My business partner and I started a company 14 years ago, which was right around the time that the kids went to full-time school. So she and I started a business and it started one way. We thought, well, we teach all of these fitness classes at the gym. Where are all the people that can't go to the gym? So Fit to Order, my company was born out of the need to bring fitness classes on site to various locations. So that's how the business started. Ironically, that is not how the business pivoted. A couple of years later, we really got into corporate wellness and the idea that we needed to do things and stuff during the workday to keep employees healthy. And we saw such a gap in the market. Lots of our competitors doing biometric assessments, testing folks for whatever chronic condition, and then coming back a year later to retest. But there was this middle chunk that was missing, people not doing things to change those assessment results. So at that time, my business partner and I developed a whole a la carte menu of nutrition programs, stress management programs, movement programs that we could take on site to companies. And we did that very well for a very long time until we started seeing the market change a little bit and companies are busy. Employees were having a hard time making it to these events. So again, another pivot. And what we pivoted to was short micro work breaks that could be done during the workday with the tagline being move more and stress less at work. So it really has been, my whole life really has been an evolution of well-being, if you will, one. And two, the company has evolved over the years to be these strategic, healthy habits that people can do during the workday. 
and now, of course, post-COVID, even more. Um, I have been provided for all of these years in, in my industry because if I really take a step back and look at what I am doing today, I'm yes. still teaching. And I'm yes. still teaching with my and hands, learning different time. strategies in order to relay an effective message one way or another. And I yes. truly am completely grateful for the 30 years and how it has really manifested to this exact moment for yeah. where I am yeah, today. I would, and I, would, I would wear the hat of lifelong learner and yes. lifelong teacher. For me, my work is really about guiding and inspiring people, whether or not they're at work or at home or anything in between, that how much control we all actually have over our health and well-being outcomes and how we inadvertently give that away because what once was and what we once believed isn't necessarily the hard truth. And the truth is, and the research indicates, that the majority of our chronic conditions are directly connected to our daily lifestyle choices. I know this professionally, but I for sure know this personally. So you asked, how do I show up in the world? As I mentioned, I am one of two children born to two wonderful parents. And unfortunately, I lost my brother, it will be two years in October, to colon cancer, which was, a, to say the least, was a huge shocker. It was a huge shocker. He was 46 years Years old at the time of diagnosis. And here I am, his only sibling in the corporate wellness space. He was a pilot and truly one of my very best friends. And to say that the loss is ginormous is truly an understatement. But bigger than that, his passing combined my personal efforts and my professional efforts and where I'm going in the back half of my life. And he is my true inspiration why I continue on and pushing. So to answer the question about how I show up, I am a patient advocate on the side and I'm very busy with fit to order, but after Brad passed away and knowing what a wonderful organization, which I was already working with, I really felt it super important to really get in there and to try to send message of the body has a lot of what it needs to heal, that a diagnosis doesn't necessarily mean a death sentence, and that the quicker that we understand the power that we all have within us to be our own advocate, I think the quicker we're going to be able to demand more from our healthcare system. I show up because of my brother and not wanting anyone to have to experience what my family and I have had to experience over the past couple of years. We, as I mentioned, my husband and I have three kids and he has three kids and now I consider them my half dozen, but the fact that they are living without their dad's physical presence is, in my opinion, that it shouldn't be the case. My brother should absolutely be here. And I believe that his illness could have been prevented had we understood some of the daily habits and how they might contribute toward a bigger diagnosis. So that's my heart work. Everything I do now for Fit to Order and everything I do personally is wrapped around being an advocate and understanding the power that you have over your health. One of the things that I noticed the most while my brother was ill is my limited ability to maintain those really deeper connections. I was laser focused on being a caregiver. I had the six kids, my husband, my, my, my parents and whatnot. And oh, by the way, we were in the middle of COVID. 
I felt that tremendously. I have gratitude there because the space opened up during COVID that I could do all those things. But at the same time, the thing that I was missing were those deeper connections and finding the places that we are far better together than we stand alone. So for me, HPS, that's our grad group. For me, there is such rich resources, and I don't necessarily mean opportunities. I am finding like-minded people. I've never been in a group of people where I have felt so unapologetically honest about how I was feeling about an experience, which is in this case doing some speaking on a very, very heady emotional subject. And I give credit creating those connections, as you were mentioning, to that group. That's one source of really big inspiration for me that I made an honest commitment to myself that I don't want to lose what we had for a year. It's just too special to me, right? They were literally 49 strangers. I knew nobody going in there and to come out with 49 people that I know that I could call out for an area of expertise or a connection or a resource, which is less about the upper business opportunities for me than just creating this safe space of information. That's one. My big patchwork piece, I would think, is with my organization, which is Believe Big. I was on the board of advisors for years before my brother got sick. And then, as I mentioned, I joined their patient advocacy team extremely part-time, but it was super important to me to make sure that I was working in this ground zero level where I got to talk to patients because I knew exactly how they felt. Many of them calling in our caregivers, we don't necessarily call them patients, folks that are going through the cancering uh, journey and their loved ones. I wanted to alleviate some of that pain if I possibly could. But bigger than that, I've had the opportunity to moderate a show that I developed for them, which is called Food for Thought. And Food for Thought is bringing in well-recognized nutrition oncologists, specialized in food, nutrition counseling for folks that are on this journey. And I cannot tell you the wealth of resources and information and the people that I've met from those people and going back to ground zero, those folks who I've, I've had the pleasure of not only supporting, but then them turning around and paying it forward to somebody else. I do believe that there's this ripple effect. We use that term in my business too, that it just takes one and then you never know. I get excited anymore when I wake up in the morning and I think, okay, God, what you got for me today? What, 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 what connection, what conversation am I supposed to be having today that pushes forward my mission, which is elevate your health and you know, really take control, pilot your own health journey. I hope in my lifetime, I get to see the opportunity where we, we can eradicate some of this because people have demanded a better system. In corporate America, there's a different feel, and I'm not complaining or, or judging on it, but you know, there's this competitive spirit of drive and sales and whatnot. I mean, there are some very successful people in our group, extremely successful, smart. I would love to do what we're doing right now with each of them to find out more. When I get the opportunity to chat with one of you, it's not at all like, how can I, how can, can you, can you connect me to your contacts? I really legit want to be grounded in that moment and just how did you how did you do what you did how just tell me because it's just so inspiring it, it's more that than than what what can you do for me <laughs> you know I, I i feel like i've got this group between all of my connections with hps and church and believe big and my work here at fit to order that i'm starting to see a network 
that I did not see a couple of years ago, probably because my head was down and I was in the grind. I don't feel that way anymore. And maybe it's because of the tragedy that occurred in my house and the motivation behind it. The intensity is still there, but the desire to do it in a way that is authentically present and kind and generous with one another. I am, I'm in a place where it's just all love. <laughs> I know that sounds really corny, but I'm getting it back in return. You know, I just, I've let go of the the numbers are the numbers and, and we'll get back to what it was pre-COVID, but I'm, I, I feel like the back half of my life is more heart work than it is in, intense work. As I mentioned earlier, I sincerely hope that between the messaging and the communication that you know, my goals of getting on the big stage and and sharing not only my brother's story, but then also the connection with all the different alternative and complementary therapies. If I can impact just one person that could therefore impact the next person in terms of specifically cancer, that we understand that it is no longer a death sentence and that we have are living in a place where we're all mostly still clinically approaching this metabolic disease. And I hope that my work alongside of my colleagues and the intense effort to make those connections so that the other side of medicine, I will call it the Eastern side of medicine, is not only heard, but it's well-respected and that the two parties, I always say, can we just play nicely in the playground? We're starting and for sure we're seeing, but there are so many wonderful therapies that because that they don't have the definitive science backing, even though there's anecdotal information, there's research and whatnot. I just think that we are still living in a place where we give all of our attention and funding <laughs> to a place where the results, if you really dig into the research, the results are really not that grand. At the same time, I want to be super clear, we cannot do life without that clinical piece. And I would never want to get rid of Western medicine, but I hope that we find a way to work it out where there's this global connection of we can manage this as a metabolic disease and not as this capital C cancer that we can't survive. By the time somebody gets a diagnosis, they're already yeah. anxious, afraid, scared. Yeah. And my, my argument is, is that can you please just, there's so many different, just like in my speech, like if you can look at your health as a dashboard of instruments and each one of those instruments represents some sort of response, you don't want all those instruments turned on to inflammatory, right? Because something bad's gonna happen. But we didn't wake up one day and just smack got cancer, right? I don't wanna say the onus of the responsibility is on you, but it's the onus of the responsibility is for you to understand all of the factors that led to that particular moment and what could we be doing differently and what could we be doing to manage, I'll call them health whispers instead of health screams, which is what my brother got. Even if my trickle or my ripple effect is coming from my three sons, my husband and I raised children to be healthy, happy, independent and live their life aware of switches turned on. And if just those three go on to fulfill their lives and live that mantra. I think that's how we start. We got to start really small and hope that the messaging is clear and our culture tends to make everything so complicated. 
And health is really simple. Again, we've really? gotten into a very being world where we're just constantly busy and whatnot. Prayer hands up, my children, they're my best thing I've ever done. And I know that the amount of kind attention that I gave to their upbringing will come back. But it was super important to me if I was going to have that family that that I in turn made sure that they were equipped with the tips, tools, and strategies like I do. And, you know, that's nothing if, you know, if I can do it for everybody else in my business. I mean, certainly I got to start first with the people that live under my roof. My company, Fit to Order, we specialize in sedentary solutions. What I do for a living is I work with companies whose employees sit the majority of the day. And so my job is to figure out ways that don't disrupt workflow, that allow them to do micro movement and de-stressing. So the last thing I was going to say was super excited if anybody who's listening to your show, I'm releasing a new product and I am really going to focus hard on my messaging in the very near future with the power of simple breath and how it's so important to your health and why we as a culture don't do it very well and what we can do to take a fuller, deeper, more intentional, life-giving breath. So my new product is a little teaser. It will be released January 1. I created this product and you'll hear more about my brother's story in, in the Vita Ball. I'll tell you the name of it. It's called the Vita Ball. We're all over social media with fit to order FIT, the number two, and then the word order. That's probably the best way. Of course, you can always reach out to me, StacyKF at fittoorder.com. You will hear very soon about the Vita Ball because, like I said, can't get your hot little hands on it till January 1, but you'll hear more about it in the next few weeks.